0: Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue the final message in his long Exodus series. This message is titled, The Other Side, To Sabbath or Not to Sabbath. It focuses on the importance of the Sabbath as you reach the other side. The text for this message can be found in Exodus chapter 16, verses 23 through 30. So if you have your Bibles, please turn them over there right now and let's join in with Pastor Chuck.
1: Listen, I grew up in um, South Central Virginia. Originally born and raised in Maryland. Left there when I was about eight. And I grew up in South Central Virginia, right outside of Richmond. But blessed to live uh, on land where my grandfather and other family members worked so hard to give. Um, 30-something acres on one side uh, of the street, of the road almost 10 acres on the other side of the road. The family worked hard for it. I was blessed to grow up in a time uh, where you really worked, you worked the ground. Uh, We had, We had cows out there. We had chickens out there. We had pigs out there. Uh, We had the smokehouse where we smoked the meats. Uh, We had uh, the pig pen. We had uh, your lettuce and corn and cucumbers and tomatoes and squash and and, uh, honeydew melon. You had potatoes and sweet potatoes. Um, You name it, we had it. You can literally i would literally be able to go out uh in the garden pick me some fresh fruit make my own fresh salad oh i miss them days i i miss, miss them days as sweet as they are and i know i got a little a uh, uh, suburban on me now uh but i miss those days i miss those days where i could come home and uh, before i leave for school i could i could take a steak out of the freezer and i could come home and give me some fresh tomatoes and fresh cucumbers and, and go in here and make it and and then every single every single weekend we come together and then was you would go to church It was the day that was set aside for the Lord. Grandma made it clear. And our family and our family culture, she made it clear. Sunday was the day of the Lord. All we do, this is all we do. We rest and remember. We rejoice and reflect. But this day is consecrated unto the Lord. You don't go out in the field and do no work. You don't go to your job whatever it is back in those days your job and responsibility was to get up in the morning give god glory go to church come home eat a good meal with your family and then spend time with your family reflecting on the beauty and gift that the lord has provided in family and food and faith and all of these things—that was the culture. Grandma said, "You don't, you don't wash no clothes. You don't work out in the yard. All you do is spend time with the Lord and with your family." Sunday was a day that we 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 had Thanksgiving and 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 thanks living. And so what my grandmother said was law. Grandma, Grandma uh, uh, Dorothy—that my Dorothy Mae it's my grandma. The grandma grandmother said, uh, 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 "Listen, you don't do nothing." And nobody, listen, here's the thing, nobody better not try her. Because grandma, grandma ain't play. Grandma wasn't one of those ones to play with. So you better not try her. When you rolled up at the house, everybody was on the porch, everybody in the yard, everybody on the side of the house doing their thing in the back of the yard, whatever it was. But we were all together as a family. And we all went to church that morning. And we all gave our first and our best to the Lord on that day. It was a day consecrated as unto the Lord. And what she said was law. And it was non-negotiable in our family color, culture, in like manner family. Much 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 more much much more greater than why grandmother's words and the law my grandmother laid down in our family God our Heavenly Father Has done the same thing for us He has given us strict uh, marching orders if you will he has given us a blueprint for holy living and One of these things that he has commanded for us to do as a part of our holy living is the Sabbath so with that in mind Here's a few takeaways on the Sabbath that will continue to aid us in learning and understanding how to live life and prosper on the other side. One other side. Somebody say I'm on the other side. We declared this already. I'm on the other side. Say I'm on the other side. We declared it. Say I'm on the other side. This is something, a gift from the Lord. The Sabbath, a gift from the Lord, a commandment of the Lord that the Lord has given us that gives us the ability, that teaches us. That prepares us, that positions us to live a life of prosperity on the other side, right? As he intended and as he instructed. So here we go. I got three things that I'm going to share with you today. Just briefly, three things I'm going to share with you. Here's the first thing I'm going to share with you. The first thing, here's what the Sabbath teaches us. Now remember, here's what I want you to remember. This is something we're going to see in a few chapters. The Sabbath is not going away. God is going to bring that back up again and again again and again, because it has immense value and importance. Here we go. Here's the first thing I want us to see out of this text today. First thing, the Sabbath teaches us that it is a law of the Lord. It's the law of God. Pick me up in verse 23 again. He said to them, this is what the Lord has commanded. It's a law, it's a commandment, it's what he said. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So listen, this is what the Lord commanded. The Lord has commanded you rest. Somebody, just, somebody can praise God and go on about your day just like, that. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Lord has commanded rest for your life. You've been in a season, you've been weary, you haven't been sleeping, you've been anxious, and all of these things have been, I'm talking about, it has just been flowing up for multiple reasons, wherever wherever you are on the spectrum. It, it, It could be because you have had some traumatic experiences, and it could be just because you're taking on too much stuff right now in this season of your life. You're doing too much. It could be that end of the spectrum or could be the very other end of the spectrum. You have had traumatic experiences that just have put you in a place that has not afforded you the ability to rest. Wherever you are on that spectrum, listen to this. The Lord has already instituted for you prosperity by way of rest. By way of rest. The Lord has commanded rest, so let's make sure that we understand what this word Sabbath means. Sabbath Sabbath is defined as this: it's a, 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 a derivation. I hope I said that right. I'm, I'm all flowing now. Uh, a derivation of a word of a Hebrew word, which means cease or desist or to keep. It's it's there. There's there's a, there's a word that it's a derivative of, and out of that derivative, this is where we get the word Sabbath. And the word Sabbath means to cease. Or or desist or to keep. So in other words, when you think of Sabbath, when you think of rest, that means I need to cease working. I need to desist from working. I need to keep this in mind. I need to keep this holy commandment. I need to keep this way. I need to keep this law. And this is rooted in Genesis chapter 2 where the Lord created all of creation in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. From all the work that he had done, the Lord rested. That's Genesis chapter 2. Listen, Jewish culture honors this day. The Sabbath in Jewish culture still today is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Early early Christians even decided to honor this day, uh, Sunday specifically. Uh, They switched it from uh, Saturday to Sunday because of the resurrection. Listen. Constantine, the emperor of Rome during this time, he thought so highly of the Sabbath that he issued a civil decree making Sunday a day of rest from labor. This, listen, this is important because the Sabbath was held in high regard and was central to the culture of the early church. Let me say that again. The Sabbath was held in high regard and was central to... To the culture of the early church I love what one uh one believer says like this Sabbath is a time to stop and be still a time to remember reflect and find our true purpose one of the primary tasks of the Holy Spirit is to help us remember lest we forget the amazing works of God and our purpose in him the, uh, the listen unless if we don't stop if we don't if we, if we don't uh, cease from working if we don't desist if we don't pull away from working, if we don't keep this holy law, then what we will do, we will forget the amazing works of God. We will forget the amazing works of our God. We'll be blinded to the beauty of of his love. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his grace. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his mercy. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his peace. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his joy. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his strength. We'll be blinded to the beauty of his promises. We will be blind and we'll forget the amazing works of our god and listen this day was listen this is what he said he said listen a solemn rest solemn listen this is characterized solemn means it's characterized by dignified or serious formality as proceedings or of a formal or ceremonious character or having a religious character what does that mean it has serious formality it is clarified by dignified listen here's what i mean by that listen listen here we go Here we go. Uh, um, Sunday mornings. The culture I grew up in. I don't know about y'all. You don't wear no jeans to church unless that's absolutely all you had. I'm going somewhere to this. So before you get legalistic, I ain't being legalistic. Hold on a second. Just flow with me. Um, You didn't dare wear jeans to church. So much so, if you had any jeans, they would make sure they went to the store, wherever it was, they drank, to make sure that you had slacks and at least a collared shirt at minimum. Hand-me-downs, they'll find somebody, they'll call a neighbor somebody. I know you got something for little Johnny. I know you got something for Jeremy. I know you got something for Brandon. I know you got something for uh, 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 Nairi. I know you got some clothes. I know you got something that can fit him because we got to go to church in the morning. And when you showed up, you showed up in your Sunday best. Why? Because what was told what was told to me and my culture, I'm coming before the king. And you don't just come anyway before the king. Now, for some of you, be like, oh, that ain't the culture I grew up in. I understand. We all didn't grow up. We're all coming from different cultures, different upbringing. But when I came into the faith, when I grew up in the church, You wore your Sunday best because God is the best. He is bigger, badder, greater than anything, and he deserves our first and our best. And dressing up, wearing a suit, wearing a collar shirt, wearing a tie, with your freshly pressed shirt, with your freshly pressed creases in your slack, Whatever it was, it was saying to God, God, I'm giving you my first and my best. It was a way to condition my mind to tell my soul, calling to my mind that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every day. It's conditioning my mind to say I'm coming before a holy and righteous king. He's the king of kings and Lord of lords, and I don't need to enter into his presence any type of way. The outward was helping the inward. The outward display was helping my inward work. The outward display was helping my inner discipline to say, God, you're my first and my best. And I'm coming to give you honor. I'm coming to give you glory. I'm coming to give you praise. I'm coming to give you respect. And family, to a degree, I believe we lost that. Present company included. I believe we lost that holy reverence now in the church. It was central, the coming together on Sunday mornings. It was central. Even, even listen. Even we've been in this virtual space. Some of us, some of us, we we don't even take it that serious. Some of we here. Here's how we be Sunday morning. <sighs> Got your iPad over here to the side. Got your iPad over here. The Word of God is going forth, and this is just how we be songs, worship. We doing everything except focusing on the Lord. We get in these moments, uh, uh, prayer gatherings, prayer meetings. We do the same thing. We come. We don't have the proper window. We don't. We don't. We don't go to God with the holy reverence that we used to. And in like manner, what I'm trying to draw here: the Sabbath was considered holy. It's a holy day. He said, "The holy Sabbath." It's a solemn rest. It's a holy Sabbath. It has extreme importance. It has extreme regard. It should be reverenced and respected as such. And family, I believe the Lord is trying to get us back to that heart. We're coming back to the heart of worship, right? Right? Amen, somebody? We're coming back to the heart of worship. That's what we're saying. We've lost it for the Father. Listen, this, I, know, I know this was the Lord today. He's seeking such that will worship him in spirit and in truth we may have the truth but i believe we lost the spirit i'll let i'll let that one <laughs> uh, we got the truth we we're so theologically sound now we got all this scripture we got all these reasons we got so much theolo- we got so much theology we process too much stuff out we don't have the spirit behind it anymore we're taking on a form of godliness but denying the power come on family let's grow together Let's grow together. God is seeking a a, a body of believers that can he, I believe he wants to do some miracle signs and wonders that they that believe, but we gotta do it in spirit and in truth. We may have the truth, but we don't have the right spirit. We come Sunday morning, we don't even prepare right. I'm I'm a victim of this too. I'm not a victim, I'm a trespasser of this. Not a victim. I'm a trespasser of this. He's looking for them to worship in spirit and truth. We don't regard it anymore as holy. We don't treat the Sabbath as holy. We don't come to church to remember and reflect. We come in dragging. We see coming together Sunday morning or Wednesday evening or whenever times we pray. We see it as drudgery. We don't see it as delight. I believe God wants to bring us back to the heart of worship because it's all about Jesus. It's not about us. As much as we make it out to be, it's not about us, family. It's not about us. And if we're be honest, for most of us, it's not all of us. This is one of the Ten Commandments. We don't really feel guilty or upset about not keeping or honoring. And this is partly due because we often find our identity in our work. Our work typically communicates our worth. We are always on the go. We're always seeking the next thing. We're always trying to get to the next rung on the ladder of success or whatever it is. Moreover, because working, listen, working is the primary instrument that God uses to meet our physical needs. We quickly start trusting our work rather than God's work and his ability to take care of us now and also in the future. So we don't take a rest. We don't Sabbath because we think it all depends on us. We don't rest and remember that god did everything necessary to save us and if he did everything necessary to save us he has the power he has the ability he has the resources to do everything necessary to sustain our lives but we make it all about us we trust in ourselves more than we trust in god if we really be honest and this is why this is one of the commandments that we don't really feel guilty or upset about breaking so, so where am I going with all of this information? Here it is. The overall gist of this is this. The Sabbath is a day that is supposed to be a day of solemn rest. A day, listen, solemn rest. A day that we hold ceremoniously. We hold in high regard. It is, it is, a, it is a righteous ritual. It is, it is a holy rite. It's a holy commandment. It's supposed to be consecrated as such. Because it's what our God has commanded. Listen, not suggested. He's commanded this. He hasn't suggested it. So from our last gathering, you know, we looked at the elective class of gratitude and we learned that because of this, we have a fallen condition. We don't our natural disposition is not to be grateful. It's to grumble. Because of the fall of man, we're more prone to to stray away from the goodness of God than connect to it. And even as it relates to the Sabbath, we won't connect to the goodness of God through the Sabbath because we believe that life depends on us. Being being, being the, the perfect parent depends on us. Being the perfect spouse depends on us. Being the perfect employee depends on us. Being the perfect single person depends on us. Being the person, son or daughter depends on us. Being the perfect employer, small business owner, it depends on us. But we fail to realize that God is the provider. He's the author and finisher. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one who has given us good gifts, and those good gifts bring us before great men and women. He's the one that has provided every good and perfect gift has come from him when we don't sabbath we're blinded again and we forget the amazing works of our great god and that amazing work watch this was saving us We're more prone to lean into our own understanding, going against Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. We are more prone to trust in our own ways and our own obedience than to trust in the everlasting way of the obedience of Jesus Christ. Listen to the way uh, one, one believer says it this way. He says the truth of a truth of the gospel is not a truth until you lived it. You do not really believe in tithing until you pay it. The word of wisdom to you is not a truth of the gospel until you keep it. The Sabbath day is not a holy day unless you observe it. Listen, a truth of the gospel is not a truth until you live it. You do not really believe in tithing. You don't believe in tithing until you actually do it, until you pay for it. The word of wisdom to you is not a truth of the gospel until you, keep, until you apply it, until you keep it, until you lock it in. It won't, it, won't, it won't give you the substance. It won't give you the benefit that it really has. The Sabbath day is not a holy day unless you observe it. Listen, family, in order to do that, we don't need to have a fallen condition focus anymore. We need to have a faith condition focus. That God cares. That God can. He's well able. Isn't that what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said? God, we we won't serve another king. We won't do it. And even if God doesn't deliver us, he's still well able. I need somebody to believe that he's still able. Somebody say it right now. Somebody put it in the comments. Somebody touch your neighbor, your husband, your spouse, your child right now and say, Our God is able. And when you honor the Sabbath, what you do is you say, my God is able.
0: And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking the time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That's www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we would love to have you join us. On our website, you can find the dates that we are meeting in person as we are still operating under a modified schedule due to the pandemic. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck wraps up not only this message, but the entire Exodus series.